0: By their folks. Silicon Valley execs have come up with their preferred Democrat to run for president this year. And it isn't Joe Biden. I'm Aaron Young. Let's get started. Now streaming right around the world. This is Ticker Today. So great to be with you wherever you are joining us from. Also on Ticker Today, inflation fears are now mounting due to rising costs driven by increased tension in the Middle East. But first we kick it off today with Ticker Hot Shots. Veronica Dudo is in our New York studio for us today, having hosted In America Today. Great to see you. I want to start off talking about what's been happening in Silicon Valley. These tech leaders have been joining forces expressing their opposition to the Biden administration's policies towards them. Of course, the group of high-profile CEOs and entrepreneurs now quietly raising about half a million dollars to launch a new super PAC backing Dean Phillips, the long-shot Democrat uh, presidential challenger. Now, I think for many people, Probably outside of the United States, Dean Phillips is, is definitely a new name. But first, half a million dollars. Who are these guys kidding? We know they got billions. Half a million dollars will barely buy one TV commercial.
1: So this is really interesting. I actually just spoke with a strategist. He's run several campaigns, including, including presidential ones. He's canvassed the country. He's you know done primaries. And he maintains that here in the United States, it really is a two-party system. And that's fine until potentially we get to a point where, as you mentioned, a group of people have a lot of money that they could throw behind another candidate. And that might change things. But also, as you just said, it's not, a whole lot of money. So this is an interesting, uh, you know, development. Is it maybe just a pipe Dream, or could it really materialize into something with some teeth? Uh, that remains to be seen.
0: Yeah, well, this is Dean Phillips. We've got pictures uh, across my shoulder here. Uh, this is the guy we're talking about. What is it that they prefer about Dean Phillips and that they don't like about uh, the president? And do we have any ideas of who these CEOs are? It all sounds rather mysterious. We know that Elon Musk is not a fan of Joe Biden. We know that obviously the Biden administration has gone pretty uh, strong on. on on big tech as well, is that the reason for this?
1: It could be. Uh, you know, we saw uh, Sam Altman is apparently involved in this. Uh, there's there's a lot of things that are under wraps in terms of the people that are financing it. It's no surprise that a lot yeah. of people are just looking straight across the board, and things are very difficult for them now. Whether you are in middle America or even the CEO of a tech company, you're you're making significantly less amount of money. You're paying more for things personally, professionally, and again, a lot of the video clips that we're seeing of current president Joe Biden having a hard time from his cognitive abilities, you know, not coming from a place of being polarized or having political bias. You know, a lot of people are truly concerned and they're saying if he's having this difficult all the time now, what's it going to be like in a year and a half, two years, three years that, you know, at that age, that can certainly make a big difference.
0: And I guess on the other side, obviously the concerns about Donald Trump and all of his legal woes as well. Let's move on to our next story and the Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, expanding its investigation into leading aerospace giant Boeing. The focus of the probe has widened with the FAA now closely examining a a subcontractor utilized by Boeing in its manufacturing process. Now, Veronica, the subcontractor we are talking about here is called Spirit, not Spirit Airways. They're just called Spirit. This is the group that makes the fuselage as well as some other really important parts. Interesting to mention, it was 2001 that Boeing decided to not make the fuselage at its Renton factory, uh, which is where it assembles a plane in Seattle, uh, but actually decided to put this down in Kansas. Um, It's unbelievable that they actually ship up or train up the fuselages right across the United States from Kansas there to Seattle for the final assembly. But in 2005, it was sold to private equity. A lot of people who have worked for Boeing whistleblowers saying that's where the problems began. So now the FAA They're looking at these planes, they've gone through 40 of the 737 MAX 9 aircraft. Over the past week, we've just had news in today that they've now gone through the 40 of them to check. But what do we know about this topic?
1: Absolutely. So the FAA has widened its probe. Investigators are now looking more into this company, as you mentioned, Spirit Aero Systems. They're based in Wichita, Kansas. And they are the ones that are making the plug doors. And of course, this is the infamous story uh, a few weeks ago in which the do, the door blew off. And again, people are trying to understand exactly what went wrong here. You know, is it human error? Was it a faulty part? Was it a faulty assembly? And so they're looking into this company. They're trying to uncover, you know, anything that uh, would help uh, in terms of of making the situation, you know, a little bit better moving forward because Mm. there's just so many unknowns that remain.
0: Yeah, very much so. All right. Veronica Dudo, host of In America Today. Good to talk as always. Talk to you again soon. Take care. For many SMEs relying on digital marketing consultants, a rapid transformation of the sector has seen a rising number of complaints too. digital marketing consultants promised to unlock the power of social media. But not all businesses are seeing the benefits as promised, and now many of them complaining to the Ombudsman. As more of the world heads online, SMEs have turned to digital marketing consultants to boost their visibility and reach. But now the Ombudsman is stepping in to address the growing conflicts. So why is there such disparity between what the clients promised and what is delivered? The Ombudsman commissioned a study by researchers at the University of the Sunshine Coast. Dr. Karen Sutherland was the lead researcher.
1: A lot of the conflict comes from the sort of mismatch between involvement level between both parties.
0: The hope is this research will bring back trust to the digital marketing profession and for SMEs to realise that different companies have different capabilities.
1: The problem stems when they do not communicate that clearly though to small business owners and just explain how long things can take and not sort of over promising and then under delivering. It's about being really realistic about what you can actually achieve with digital marketing. Mm
0: All right, inflation fears are mounting due to rising cost markers driven by increased tensions in the Middle East. Meanwhile, Bitcoin has entered a new era of mainstream investment. 11 approved ETFs sparking expectations of a significant price surge. For more, we're joined by Jess Amir from Mumu. Jess, always great to see you there. Um, talk to us first about what is happening in the Middle East, the factors that are driving inflation. Obviously, we've been watching what's happening with the Houthi rebels. We've been watching what's happening in the Red Sea and Israel and Gaza as well. Is that likely to spill? into the finance sector?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, Aaron, it, it already has. Uh, so, we're seeing that some ships uh, carrying oil actually can't get through to the Red Sea. So, that's the first consideration. And on top of that, uh, all the vessels that are passing through with goods, uh, they're, they're now being hit with a 1% insurance levy. So, if, say, the average cargo ship has is got $100 million of goods, uh, they're now paying $1 million in insurance. So that's a lot. And then you expand that and I think about the 12% of the world's cargo that travels through this corridor, uh, that's going to have a huge spillover to rising inflation pressures. And then, of course, uh, with what is going on with the Middle East, as you said, we are starting to see oil prices pick up and oil prices are already down considerably, 24%. uh, But it is worthwhile just noting that we are starting to see those oil prices start to pick up. So, Yes, inflation has come down considerably for most of us, but the big end of town, and now starting to see inflation markers pick up considerably. And then, last but not least, there are some other uh, costs that businesses are paying. Uh, already, shipping costs are already rising. Add on the uh, the extra wartime insurance, and uh, we are seeing inflation markers indeed pick up. And this is also part and parcel for the reason uh, that we are starting to see the market now price in or price out that Fed cut in March. Mm -hmm. So, that's something to consider.
0: All right, let's talk about that insurance cost, the 1%, as you say, for Red Sea vessels. It's pretty significant for world trade, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, 12% of, you know, global goods in the world do pass through that Red Sea. So it's going to have a monumental impact on the price of goods around the world. Uh, that's also excluding, uh, oil. We know that oil container ships have indeed been stopped. But then think about some of the goods that we're paying. Um, of course, uh, we're going to see businesses need to pass on these costs. If you've got the average, you know, vessel that's 100000000 million, they're paying now $1 million in insurance to pass through. I mean, someone's got to pay for that. So it, it is something to keep on your radar and it is a concern.
0: Yeah, very much so. Right, let's talk about Bitcoin, that bonanza that we're seeing there. Who do you think stands to gain or even lose when it comes to mainstream Bitcoin trading? Because we saw the big announcement last week just before you and I were speaking. We went on air uh, by uh, the U.S. government essentially saying, look, it's OK. And they've come up with a framework for this as well. Who do you think will actually benefit from it?
2: Well, there's a lot of people already benefiting and that will continue to benefit. So, the first uh, component is that people like us who can trade, um, I guess, retail investors can now have access to Bitcoin. So, it's a game-changing moment for the cryptocurrency and it'll mark a huge turnaround and a step higher for its price in 2024. Um, and this has been 10 years in the making as we were speaking about when this actually happened last week. So there's 11 Bitcoin ETFs and a lot of those fund managers um, that are seeing a lot of fund flows are in the big end of town. So BlackRock is uh, one of the largest beneficiaries of this. They're the biggest fund manager in the world. Uh, so obviously they are going to benefit considerably from this. But then expand it out, and then think about the trading businesses, the financial firms. We're actually buying and selling Bitcoin ETFs. So obviously they're going to be beneficiaries of that. Yeah. Um, and then you'd think about the mainstreamification of now Bitcoin with it, I guess, being endorsed as a mainstream investment, you're probably gonna actually increase. Microsoft, they're already accepting Bitcoin, Tesla. We know they're already accepting Bitcoin. You can now pay for flights and coffees with Bitcoin. Some parts, yeah, it's incredible, of the world. isn't it? Even- yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I remember absolutely. Elon Musk went really big on crypto a couple of years ago, and everyone thought he was a bit crazy. Um, just quickly, don't have much time, but talk to us about Nvidia uh, and also Block how they could profit from uh, mainstream Bitcoin adaptation as well.
2: So, NVIDIA and Block, they're the two most profitable companies on Wall Street that do have exposure and are making money from Bitcoin. So, if we think about Block, for example, 41% of their tra- transactions already come through Bitcoin. So, of course, as the price goes up, Block, uh, Square, as they trade on the NASDAQ, they are going to be a key beneficiary. Plus, i have also launched a Bitcoin wallet. Um, and then if we think about NVIDIA, NVIDIA is also selling microchips. They're the world's most... Um, in-demand uh, microchips. They're behind Microsoft. Uh, they're behind uh, the, the AI rollout, yeah. essentially. But, yeah, but uh, Bitcoin mining uh, chips are going to be a lot more in-demand and NVIDIA is in the sweet st- uh, spot to capitalise on that.
0: Jessamir from Moomoo, always appreciate you stopping by here at Ticker. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. That's it. You're up to date. More Ticker right after this. You're watching Ticker. We'll have more in just a few minutes.